investigate the meteor if indeed that is what it is. Oh, ooh. It's a rock that bleeds. Now that's peculiar. It's too amazing to even contemplate it. It's like they're evolving. Our little babies seem to be growing up. Well, I hope they don't make it to puberty. There's a bug in my suit! You're all sealed up, that's impossible! Oh, tell me I'm sealed up, I know there's a bug in my... Ooh, How are you going in? I might be able to catch it in his colon. All right, flip it! I'll get the lubricant. There's no time for lubricant. There's always time for lubricant! This summer... Is there some sort of alien attack happening here? Have a nice end of the world. Evolution. Good googa mugga. Come on, cutie pie. David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott. Awesome! And Academy Award nominee, Julianne Moore. Ah! Oh. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh-oh. Time to go. Evolution. So what do you want? Lightly or dark? You have to ask? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I am joined once again by Mr. Will Fordyce. Hello, hello. Will. Now, Will chose this movie. We are looking at the 2001 movie Ghostbusters. I I mean, Evolution. Uh, Not Ghostbusters at all. Has nothing to do. Does not have the same exact beats. Almost the same exact cast has nothing to do with the 1984 <laughs> blockbuster Ghostbusters. It's the 2001 movie Evolution. Oh boy! <clears throat> Directed by Ivan Reitman and starring David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott, and Julian Moore, with a cameo by Dan later in the movie. Oh yeah, and I'm um, I'm glad I picked this one because. Uh, some friends were talking about it, and uh, I brought up your podcast, and they were like, oh, yeah, Dan Aykroyd's in this movie and that movie. So um, uh, thanks to Snooze Fest for um, recommending it as well, because it's, it's, in my opinion, a good movie. Well, that's where we differ. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> so I, found, I found this movie just, uh, like I said, it's just almost a beat-for-beat beat, uh, movie of uh, Ghostbusters, uh-huh. and uh, with just a less interesting cast. Ooh. But uh, but we'll get into it. The movie starts with uh, Sean. Well, it starts with a meteor in space. And I'm going to say right now that I'm not going to hold the CGI against this movie. This mm-hmm. For 2001, the CGI for this movie is fine. It hasn't aged all that well. Some of it has, some of it hasn't. But all I'm saying is... I'm not going to hold that against it. They did the best they could with the CGI they had for the time. 
Yeah. That's going to be a non-factor in me reviewing this movie. Oh, goodness. But please do express your opinion as we go, uh, and then we'll just calculate the points at the end. But I did I did, okay. I did, did like the opening scene because it was reminiscent of like Star Wars with the big asteroid flying towards Earth. Like, we're already getting into it. There was no buildup. It's just like stuff's happening. It's the exact same opening as The Thing and The Predator. Mm-hmm. Almost, except those were spaceships and not asteroids. Okay, we're talking about beat for beat. This is the equivalent of the little old lady finding the ghost in the library in New York. This is Sean William Scott, and I have not seen the American Pie movies. I don't know if you have. Um, Some of them. Apparently, this is the character he plays, a high-energy, not-too-bright character, and he does it in this movie. Oh, yeah. And he is training to be a firefighter. So he is out in the middle of nowhere. He has built this shack and has taken this dummy out there and has set the shack on fire and to rescue the dummy. So he is simulating this because he has a firefighter test the next morning. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought it was a good character introduction because it's actiony. There's lighting stuff on fire. He's, you know, he, he does have his character type, um, but he plays it strong and, and, and here. And, and just it seemed like a fun opening to, like, introduce this dummy. Right. And the opening was fun because the meteor hits his car and there is just, there is an epic explosion. Somehow they threw an actual car. This was not a model. This was an actual car oh. that went flying through the air. Okay. Um, like they launched it, looked, it and flipped yeah, like it. I, yeah. They launched it and flipped it somehow. And, it looked, and that looked good. Yeah. So, yeah. The... And then we cut to a college... Where Bill Murray, I mean, David Duchovny, <laughs> is... I see what we're doing here. <laughs> okay, so we, we cut to a university where David Duchovny or an Orlando Jones are working, a la we cut to the university where Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd were working. And we cut to David Duchovny's... So I, this was at the point... I Wasn't this around when X-Files was on television? Wasn't it after? I mean, this is. Uh, I thought it was a little bit after, uh, but it might I'm, have been. May, but not was, at its height. No, this was not at its. I think this was when they were trying to make David Duchovny a movie star, or he was trying to transaction from television star into movie star. And I don't know if it's his acting or if it's his personality, but he is just a. a blank slate through okay. the whole movie he his he never has he, he never shows any emotion one way or the other he is just the complete same when the aliens are attacking or when he's having lunch he has the same expression on his face he's yeah he's a very he's not a dry scientist cuz he plays around and and stuff but he's very i guess he he rides the middle rail so to speak um there's not too much that you get from him uh, but I, you know, I, when you see David Duchovny, at least in my mind, when he's doing that stuff, like he has some quips and he has some stuff, but yeah, he doesn't, he's not super expressive. He's not super, he's just, he's just him and very like, yeah, right down the middle. He's teaching at a community college. I guess they're trying to convey that he doesn't give a shit because he's like, everybody gets an A, yeah, a except a. for these two fat, dumb guys who get a C minus because that, it's a, uh geology class mm -hmm. 
and they're talking about cells, but the two fat dumb guys think they're talking about prison cells. <laughs> so he gives them a C minus. <laughs> it's I've seen the the bigger guy. I forget his name, but he was in My Name Is Earl, and he's in um, Blow with uh, Johnny Depp, and he's he's in a he's in a couple of like things. So he, I thought, yes, he did I've pretty seen him good, before but, as well. But yeah, you're right. It's like he's the teacher's just handing out grades to everybody because he's he's done, and the two idiots are happy with their C. Um, I mean, maybe it's because I saw the movie already, but it was I, you know, I thought it was a fun setup because um, these two low status characters. I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert, but uh, later in the movie, they become significant. And then we cut to Orlando Jones, who gets a phone call about a meteor falling. We don't, do we ever find out who has called him? Not that I recall. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. We get that he is a teacher as well, and a female student wants a better grade so she is wondering what extra credit... So this scene just reminded me of the beginning scene of Ghostbusters when Bill Murray is doing an experiment and he is seducing... With a There's just so many parallels between this movie and... And I know Ivan Reitman directed both. And I don't know who wrote this. I don't know who wrote this. So that's that scene. And and this is what both... And so David Duchovny walks in and he's like, you're ready for lunch or have you already had lunch? And... Yeah. And these two professors are okay with having sex with a student to give her a better grade. They're both you can tell by the you know the, the, ban- the way the they handle it, yeah. the eye the eye contact. They're perfectly okay. He's perfectly okay with sleeping with this student so yeah. she can get a better grade and he can get laid. Yeah, because she's like she I think she breaks it down to him. And she's like, listen, I'm just going to be Miss Alabama. I forget what she says. I think it's Alabama. Arizona. Arizona, Arizona. excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to be Miss Arizona, so I don't really need this grade. I just need to get it to where it looks good enough on paper. So, but yeah, they're, and, and that kind of like this scene sets up, uh, it makes the, a little bit later, his other job uh, look a little more cringy. And what he says after that makes it a little more cringy as well, even though he is joking at one point. Yeah, what uh, can you remind me what he said? I forgot the the exact line because I remember they're going out and they're um, uh, they they meet up and they're like, oh, I got some big news, and uh, he does that because they after the school scene they drive out there, don't they? Yes. Well, I'll tell you. Well, when we get to the scene, I'll tell you the cringy. You know, oh, the gotcha. Line. Okay. So they drive out there and they pass themselves off as we get the typical dumb cops. Uh, who don't know what they're doing and they pass themselves off as being with the environmental protection agency or the geology agency. They they pass themselves off as being with the government. Rolando Jones, I think has a a certificate that makes him a geological study expert or uh, reporter. Which he got by over the internet, Yeah, which he said, yeah, I I got it over my computer. And uh, so I'm just going to, I'm going to address this right now. Orlando Jones plays the SBC, the sassy black character. Mm, Gotcha. Yeah. It's just like there was this time in the movies where every uh, every black sidekick had to be this sassy, always had, you know, always had one-liners, always had to say this, always had to say that. The one thing that is different between this movie and Ghostbusters is the 
Ernie Ernie Hudson, mm-hmm. his character, he is not a sassy. He's just a person. He, he's just a person. The fact that he's black is insignificant. We get a lot of jokes in this movie about Orlando. His name is Block, uh, Doctor Block, and everybody calls him Doctor Black. That's yeah. a that's a running joke in this movie. And one of the things that bothered me in this movie is nobody acts appropriate to the situations that they're in. And once we get to them, I will start addressing them. Okay. But that bothers me as well. They bullshit their way in to see the meteor. Mm-hmm. And they get down there, and there are cops taking pictures oh, yeah, with they're the meteor. Doing funny poses and stuff. They're taking it very lightly. And the, the tall cop, uh, his name... Uh, Pat Kilbane, I believe. He's from Mad TV? Which Orlando Bloom was on as well. Oh, So they were okay. both from Mad TV. Orlando yes. Jones. Orlando Jones, I'm sorry. Because I was, yes. yeah, I, I actually have uh, Orlando Bloom written down, crossed out, and then Jones, so. <laughs> yes, so so they were both from Mad TV. So David Duchovny and Orlando, they start chipping a, you know, they, they start chipping at the meteor, and it, they, it starts bleeding, they say. And they they take a piece off and they bring it back to the to the college to examine. Are you thinking was Orlando Jones in Mad TV or no? Orlando Jones was in Mad TV. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. They may not have been they may not have been on Mad TV at the same time, but they were both in uh, on Mad TV. Uh, are you because th- when Mad TV comes to mind, it's I think Phil Hart. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Phil Lamar. Yes, Phil Lamar and Orlando Jones were both on Mad TV at the same time. I need to go back and watch some older episodes. Anyway. I believe it was the first two. Orlando was on the first two seasons. Okay, maybe that was With before. Phil Lamar, yes. Okay. So so they get to the site. Um, they bump into the firefighter because he's there because his car was crashed and he's complaining to the cops. And I thought that was a fun, like, uh, you know, the team's you know, just getting united um, as a thing. But then they go into the cave and he kind of like Orlando Jones gets very confident and spits his game to, you know, we're here to investigate and you need to get out of here kind of thing. So he schmarmies his way in to um, like getting the samples. It bleeds out. Um, And then is that where they, they take a chunk of the rock and they take a lot of the fluid and then they go back to the school they go back to the school, and David Duchovny examines it while Orlando has to go. He is also the teacher. Uh, he is also the volleyball, the female volleyball coach. Yeah. And so he has to go coach a game. And while David Duchovny is examining, you know, the fluid, the cells start multiplying on the, on the slide in the in the in the microscope at a, at an alarming rate. Oh, yeah. It, like, shatters the little slide. And he does a little analysis. I thought, oh, I thought this part was cool. When he puts it into the computer, um, it had, like, the little, like, they had ten base pairs of DNA. And they said, like, terrestrial life only had four. Um, So it was, you know, that was a fun little nerd moment. Him using the computer will become important later. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the volleyball game. And he, you know, he gets to Orlando and he's like, he basically said, he's trying, he's spelling it out to Orlando. Orlando's not getting it until he basically says, these are aliens. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and then he's talking about the Nobel Prize and, We're gonna be famous and all that. 
I did like the because there was a little bit there was a different energy when Orlando Jones was um, the coach. He was like yelling at the the kids. He was like two hands, use your two. Like he had a lot of fun expressions, and it was a good variance to his normal demeanor in the movie. But they but he did get excited. Also, they did something in the scene when they do reveal like, hey, these are aliens. It was it was almost reminiscent of like. Um, because Orlando Jones played it very still, and then the background with the crowd was going nuts. So I thought that was a really great shot of just kind of a juxtaposition of like great, st- like a lot of stuff going on in the background and just very stillness from like how he played it. I thought that was fun. Then we cut. Uh, then we cut to a scene. Uh, Sean William Scott taking his firefighting test, and he is asleep on his feet. Oh, because we did- he was up all night. There was a, we did one scene, they, they went back to the lab and, um, he's telling, uh, what is it? David Duchovny is telling Orlando Jones, Hey, look in here. It's single celled organisms. We have life from outer space. And he looks in there and he's like, how many cells do single celled organisms have? And he, he, you know, there's a dumb, like look back and forth. And then David Duchovny looks and there's multicellular organisms. And what he said was it was two, two million years in a few week, uh, what is it? A few hours, and so that that kind of gives you a note of how fast these things are evolving. I thought that was good. They set the you know the stakes, and then we go. Then back. we cut to yeah. Sean William Scott taking his firefighting test, and he's he's asleep on his feet, and out of nowhere, he has he's on screen for like maybe thirty five seconds. Is Richard Mall Bull from Night Court? Sean William Scott is asleep on his feet. Yeah. And he's like, get up on the ladder. And he starts to walk up the, he starts to run the ladder. If he gets the hose, he hits himself in the junk with the hose. He fails the firefighting test. He has to go back to his job. He's a cowboy at this elegant golf course and resort. And Mm -hmm. by the way, he is driving the car that the meteor (laughs) destroyed. Well, obviously it didn't destroy, but. Uh, yeah. And obviously, if this was a real crime scene, or so, I, I guess it wasn't a crime scene, but it's like, how, why would you, why would you let him drive away in that piece? Of, anyway, he's driving were, around in this car, which should be undrivable. Oh yeah, they they even said it. They noted it. They were like, "We're going to impound your car. It's eminent domain. We have to take it for the case." And I guess he talked his way out of it, even though he's kind of a lower, mentally capable person. He's. He is, but he's also he's also a little he's also charming in a way. Okay. Where he's also the kind of guy. Come on, he, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't portray a threat. He's just like he does. I just want my car so I can go and take my firefighter test. It, mm-hmm. it, there's it's Maybe like the, he's not it's like he's not hiding anything, yeah. and, and I guess it comes out that he's not hiding anything. It's like, look, I was here practicing to become a firefighter the meteor hit it flipped my car i'm seven minutes late i need to get in my car he's he's just telling the truth and i guess that just worked on him yeah maybe firefighter police you know camaraderie or something but then so so after he fails that i guess we cut back to um kind of the site and uh, i was i was pleased because kyle gas is one of the He's from Tenacious D. He was one of the side cops that was working with the, I forgot the name that you said, the other tall cop from oh, Mad Pat, TV. Oh, uh, Pat Kilbane. Yeah. And so, but the, this is funny because they brought the whole class uh, so they could get, quote unquote, extra credit with a, in a bus. And then they have a, a giant winch. Yes, they're on a, quote unquote, field trip. And they always do this. It's like, 
and they bought a wench and David Duchovny is talking to the two big dumb guys. In movies like this, they always, and I know it's for comedic effect, but it never makes any sense rationally, is they, they always give the dumbest people involved an important job. It's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I need you guys to back up the wench so we can pick up the meteorite. And yeah. they could have given that job to anybody on that field trip, but they gave it to the two dumbest guys, which you know <laughs> they're probably going to fuck it up. Don't oh, you yeah. You know that. <laughs> Did they... I don't even recall what happened, but they didn't... I don't think they got the the meteorite. They didn't. They never got the meteorite. Because they got... Oh, yeah, that's right. They went into the cave, and I guess the... Um, it's created a different atmosphere because the life is generating the atmosphere it needs. It's actually creating its own planet down there mm-hmm. uh, because they get there and they see a lot. There's a bunch of mushrooms down there. There's a lot of uh, flatworms. They call them flatworms because the slutty chick is there and she's wearing these tola. She's wearing these uh, high heel shoes, you know, uh, open toed high heel shoes. So she's like, oh, I, I think there's something crawling on my feet. And it's just a bunch of flatworms. Uh, David Duchovny picks one up with a pair of tweezers, and he brings it up, and it dies. And he goes, ooh, it probably died from from the oxygen. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's probably going to be important. That line is probably going to yeah. be important later. <laughs> and then, so after, I guess they, they take a couple of life samples, and um, they... I what I forget what causes them because we cut back to the pool, but they never have the rock. They never get the whole meteorite. They, they just never take get samples. the rock, and I don't know. They they never do a, why they couldn't get the rock. But they we cut to lunch, and that's where we see the flatworms starting to uh, split. Mm-hmm. That's how they're reproducing. It, what is what's it called? The uh, amoeba asexual bacteria. reproduction it, mitosis. Yeah, but it's called something, and I can't think uh, anyway. But that, uh, they're, but they're splitting, so that's mm-hmm. how they're reproducing, and they're doing this at, uh, at a, an alarming rate once again, as we say. <laughs> and now we get to we cut to Sean Scott, uh, Sean Williams at the resort where he's a towelboy, and he's getting chastised by his dick boss. He sees a bunch of worms crawling out the of the, the and crack he, and stuff, and yeah. they, he goes into and the he pool follows them into like this maintenance room or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And apparently there's a tank. I guess I don't know what it was. There was this tank in there. It looked like a and for I, the maybe pool. It was for, it was for like the water it, it recycle or chlorinated something like that. But he sees this mutated turtle for a, for a better term mm-hmm. in there. So that just shows us that okay, the the evolutionary process is go is is still going on and it's still you know being hyped up at a, at a at a, at a very high rate. And then we cut back to after they do a couple more experiments at the school. I guess they go back to the site. Um, in yes. The military. And now the army is there. Yeah. And they are um, just kind of they set up shop. They took everything. They set up a perimeter. And it was um, when they try to get in. Orlando Jones is still being his like authority, like authority figure. And they're like. Uh, you know, they, they're like, I'm this, and he's, you know, this doctor. And um, I guess one of the army or the military people hear his name, and then he starts freaking out and trying to pull out his gun to attack him. Yes, and we'll find out why later. But once again, the thing with Orlando, I know my rights. He, he just, I know my rights. And David, it's like, you got to learn how to talk to these army people. It's like, I'll talk to them with a put my black foot up their ass. Hmm. It's like, okay. 
it's like oh it's just it's just a total you know sassy stereotypical black character and it's just they could have done so much more instead of making him he's basically even though he is a scientist and even though sean william scott is supposed to be the dumb one orlando jones basically comes off looking like a buffoon in this movie just because just because of the way they told him to play the character in my opinion (laughs) Yeah, it's a little one note ish. It's very one note ish, and it's very, I don't know, and it's it it's not it's not a good look either. It's and it's not uh, necessary. Like I said, it's, it's a sassy black guy. It's it's just not a, it's just not a a a, a good look for the character. Well, like you said, anyway. sometimes that like some movies like really pile it on, and I think this one is a good example of them, you know, maybe overdoing that joke. Well, and okay, and we're going to see it with another character. Well, overdoing, oh, uh, over overdoing it. Um, uh, uh, the, the so they get access. Um, they're they're taken to the general, and it is yes, they're the taken guy from... to William Peck. The oh, I mean, no, no, not not no, no, not. I'm sorry, the general, not the head guy <laughs> uh, for the environmental protect. No, a totally different character. But this guy, he was in <laughs> Monk, and he was also. Um, he was he Buffalo was Bill and the basket guy. Yeah, but I'm sorry. What yeah. were you going to say? You you started uh, like the paint by numbers. No, he's, yeah, he's totally not Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. Totally different character. <laughs> yeah, he's totally not trying, you know, to discredit the good guys in there and take all the credit himself. Not a totally different character. Okay, <laughs> he's in the army. He's he does you know. Sure, they're both anyway. Totally different character. Okay. Have you ever read? I don't know why you keep bringing this up, Will. You're beginning <laughs> to piss me off. I'm even comparing this movie to Ghostbusters. <laughs> Tell you. I've read Save the Cat, so I'll, I'll divulge a little bit more at the end of the movie. Um, but they get there. The they meet um, Buffalo Bill or the 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 general, and then they also meet uh, from the CDC. It was the um, and I guess this is another one of those characters they piled on. She's the smart, clumsy. Uh, the, Lady, the smart, beautiful, clumsy woman. Yeah. Yes, and they—I mean, this is another character where they just—they turned it up to eleven, and she, she, every moment except for the very end, she's bumping into something, dropping her books, or, and so it's it, you know, it's one of those, it's kind of the same pattern that they did with Orlando Jones, uh, but it was a good pratfall. The first one she did, she, you know, it she played her character well. Um, but the general essentially goes, "It's ours now." Well, this is play, and she's play, and that's what Julia. Uh, that's Julian Moore, Julianne Moore, Julianne mm. Moore. And so it turns out that David Duchovny worked for the government, and he was released under suspicious circumstances. And the government was keeping tracks on him, so the government tracked his computer, and that's how they found out about all this. And of course, when Orlando Jones finds out that. They were tracking his computer. He's like, uh, you know, all those women were over 18. <laughs> is that the cringy line you were talking about? No, no. Or is there another I mean, one? It's one of the cringy lines. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, is this where it's revealed? No, it's later at the court. But So the general kind of takes over and then says, get out of here. You'll be noted in the asterisks of the, the reports, but it's, it's ours now. Then we go to court. So it's been two weeks. Well, they go something else. They they went back to the lab and found out, like, everything got broken into. All their data's gone. 
No, uh, I think that happens after. I think that happens after the court case. Okay. Because they don't they don't bring it up in the court case. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's where it comes um, out. He was um, a head of like a vaccine program, which is kind of weird now. Talking about how side effects of vaccines, it's it, it was a silly scene back then, but a very poignant scene now after what's all happened about people yeah. not believing in vaccines and all that. Yeah. So uh, they... it was a vaccine for anthrax. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were testing that and cause, and they had a whole list of things. It was a whole laundry <clears throat> list of what Impotence. went wrong. Dr. Kane. You were a top-level researcher at USAMRID from 94 to 97, were you not? Yes, that's correct. And you were summarily dismissed in the summer of 1997. Any idea why? My services were no longer required. Uh Uh-huh. So, in your opinion, your firing had nothing to do with an experimental anthrax vaccine that you developed and administered to nearly 140,000 U.S. soldiers in May of that year. It may have been a fact, or you'd have to ask the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I'll make a note to do that. But for now, can you tell me what happened to the soldiers that were inoculated with your vaccine? Well, uh, none of them got anthrax, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> yeah. What did they get? Um, well, as with any new vaccine, there were certain side effects associated with it. Could you be more specific? Well, it was a wide range of things. It's very technical. I'd hate to waste the court's time getting into it right now. Humor me. Some uh, debilitating stomach cramps, severe diarrhea, memory loss. Yes. Go on. Any more symptoms? Partial facial paralysis, temporary blindness, drooling. Bleeding gums, erectile dysfunction, uncontrollable flatulence. I think that's it. So that's why the guy at the beginning wanted to shoot him. Because he's like, that was the worst month of my life. He obviously was one of the guys who got the anthrax shot. And his whole body just exploded on him. (laughs) And that makes, yeah, that's a good little like set. They, They did okay with some setups and some payoffs, I think. And that was one of them that... I mean, it's a big uh, character development because that's why he's a community college professor now is because he's, you know, he's a disgrace where he was. Now we go back to the college and we find Mm -hmm. out that their offices have been broken into and all their data has been stolen. The original part of the meteorite, the liquid that they brought back, all of it's been stolen. And they say, we're not going to take this. No, we're not going to take this. We're not going to take this anymore. And then they, so I guess he has an old uniform that they. Yes, he used to be a captain mm-hmm. or a colonel. He used to be a captain or a colonel. What are those? They break into the site. He's dressed as a captain. Orlando Jones is dressed. Wow, the black man got to be a private. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> it, it's, God it's just terrible. And so, so, so David Duchovny, and this is. He says, okay, what we're doing is highly illegal. I'm a a captain. You're a private. Act like it. And for the love of God, he just can't act like it. He does everything he's not supposed to do while acting as a private to draw attention to it. 
Yeah, he doesn't, now, doesn't change anything. Doesn't change anything. When he specifically says, we could get captured and get up to five years in jail if we get caught. So just act... Professional. Professional. And he can't do it for 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's... And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse as the break-in continues. Yeah. Because he, he... That's just kinda... one of the things that bothers me. And it's one thing about being a proud a proud black man. Not, I mean, that sounds awful coming from me. But it's like, okay, you're in this situation. You agreed to be in this situation. It's like, you have to act this certain way or we might get caught. And the thing that we've set out to do will be ruined if you don't act this way. And he just, 30 seconds in, he just starts acting like a buffoon again. Well, comedy... I don't see you this passionate about Ghostbusters, so maybe there's something here that's really speaking to your heart. That would be like, okay, like Ernie Hudson. They're they're about to shoot. Uh, e- uh, uh, what is it? Slimer. The mix, or, uh, oh, the Slimer. mushroom. The, and he starts uh, marshmallow. Zool. He's gonna start shooting Zool, and he starts dancing next to disco move right before they start to. Uh, uh, blast it's like that's the the equivalent of what happens here is would be the equivalent of that of it's just ridiculous anyway and by the way so they make their way security in this place is awful (laughs) (laughs) yeah just two yeah two people come from like way back in the field of some random thing they just walk into the airlock they make their way down yeah, scientists, so they put I guess, are coming these, out. They put on these special suits, and they've gone down in the cavern. The meteor has formed its own ecosystem. Ecosystem, yeah. It's flourishing. It's flourishing. Life is everywhere. And so they're basically in this alien world, and they don't give a shit. It doesn't... They don't act amazed they don't act scared and like i said so they're going they get caught on camera they're about to go in there and like orlando jones is dancing like an idiot oh yeah down the elevator down the elevator and then shaft and they're like who are these guys and they're like well maybe they're doing a midnight tour or whatever exhibition yeah but they get down there and and they're not it's full of alien creatures. And David Duchovny is not phased at all. And Orlando Jones is just making wisecracks left and right. It's like it doesn't affect him at all. That they're, in, they're basically standing in an alien world at this point. I think it's just the fact that, like, David Duchovny is blinded by his mission. So he's very focused on making sure he gets in and gets out. As Orlando Jones takes this, uh, his character takes this very irreverently because yeah he doesn't act this goofy anywhere else in the movie not that i recall no back upstairs one of the military guys gets julian moore and is like you better take a look at this do you know who these two are and it's it's orlando and david and for some reason Orlando Jones has put together that Julian Moore wants to nail David Duchovny. It was, 
very supremely forced. Yes. Like what there's no, yeah, they had maybe 30. I don't know if there was a drop scene or a cut scene or something that they didn't, but this is one of those, like they're shoehorning in a relationship uh, so that they can, you know, I guess, widen the audience. Uh, like, unlike Ghostbusters, you can see where Bill Murray is interested in Sigourney Weaver. And there's, like, I mean, it's not drawn out through the entire Tension. movie, but you see the steps of the relationship. So here mm-hmm. is, to me, just a pinnacle of lazy writing. Where they call Julian Moore to the screen, and Orlando Jones and David Duchovny just happen to be talking about her and how yeah how Orlando says boy she wants to nail you and he's like nah she's just an unemotional ice queen this is the equivalent of of this lazy writing where she just happens to hear that part of the conversation out of all the time that they were down there so oh yeah and yeah they're collecting rocks they're like playing with alien not playing with the aliens but they're observing the aliens and so, yeah, they were down there for, you know, maybe movie time, like 15, 20 minutes. But, yeah, it's 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 one of those, like, comedy situations where it's like, she's not supposed to hear this, but she did. Right. And, and they would they didn't think they that, that they had the radios with one another and that nobody's monitoring I, it? Like, it's, yeah, it's just very sloppy writing. Well, anyway, uh, Julian Moore and a couple of security guards come down to get him out. And while this is happening, a bug, a mosquito, a giant, a mutating mosquito gets into Orlando Jones' suit and gets into his body. And And then we rush to an emergency because he starts freaking out. And so they're going to, they take him up back up top. And this is like, I remember this scene. I've never seen, is this the first time you've seen this movie? Uh, no, I've seen this before. Okay, the, um, this is the first time I've seen it. and But okay. I do remember the the previews, and this was the scene from the previews, where you can see the bug, like, under... Crawling And I thought that was a nice skin. effect, where you can see the bug, the bug moving under his skin. That was... That could have been... That could have been a, a, I don't want to say a nice scene, but that could have been like a creepier scene, a more guttural scene, if it wasn't just goddamn, just fucking joke after joke after joke. Everybody's <laughs> talking over each other. It's just let the fact that they're that like, there's almost the exact same scene in the Mummy where where a bug gets under his skin. Oh yeah, and and that's a more in- intense. That's the word I'm looking for. I know this is comedy, but this could have been an intense scene. Well, I, the way it ended, it couldn't have been an intense scene. But it's just joke after joke. It's like, uh, you know, we may have to cut off his leg. No, we can't cut off his leg. It's heading for his testicles. Going towards cut off crotch. my leg! Oh, God. So. <laughs> Okay, Harry, cut him open. Let's get this thing. Cut me open? That goes your Christmas gift, Judah. All right, he's moving down his leg. <laughs> what do we do? We might have to amputate. Bone saw. Whoa, Doc! Don't take the leg! Right, don't let him take my Is leg. Is there anything else you can do? He thinks he's an athlete. Yeah. Wait, Doctor, look. Ooh. Setting <laughs> for his testicles. Take it! Take it! Take the leg! Wait, wait, wait! It's going the other way. All right, give me some forceps. I might be able to catch it in his colon. How are you going in? 
rectally. I'll get the lubricant. There's no time for lubricant. There's always time for lubricant. All right, flip him. Go. Okay, here we go. We gotta try to relax, buddy. It's gonna be okay. I'll shove this gurney up your ass. See if you relax, Ira. Cheek spreader. All right, I'm going in. Don't clench. Don't clench. You're so brave. You're so brave. A little more. No more. A little deeper. No! Deeper! Squeeze my hand. Squeeze it. Almost there. Open up. Open up. Breathe. Open up. Breathe. Breathe. I'm breathing. Almost there. You're there! Oh, it's over. It's over. Laughs per minute, buddy. Yes. Laughs per minute. That's what they're after. And you know how they get the biggest? How do they get the biggest laugh of them all? Will the the I my joke the one that I wrote down was uh um uh w- w- what do we need? We need lube. And there's like there's no time for lube because uh, they because the mosquito uh, or creature works his way into his rectum uh, through so, the colon. So they have to go through uh, rectally to remove it. They go into his butt to get out the bug. Good old ass joke. Yep. And then they... And then, yeah, the jokes are stacked up after one after the other. One after the other, after the other. And then the final joke is, I'd like some ice cream. What flavor? Doesn't matter. It's for my ass. (laughs) Maybe I'm more juvenile than you, Scott. I didn't... At this moment... Because I was, I was entertained. I thought, I thought some of the jokes were, you know, it's high energy, and they're just pumping the jokes out. And then a good juxtaposition with Orlando Jones, instead of all the mania and all the running around, just the whole shot becomes still again. And you know, there's that one line. I just, just want some ice cream. <laughs> I he did delivered that line good. And then the joke was, it's for my ass. And that was, you know, okay. And then we cut to, we go back to the club where Sean Will Scott is. As the bartender? Yes. And his asshole he's, boss he's, is on his case again. He's berating him. Yeah. Uh, but then his asshole but boss he... starts flirting with this woman mm-hmm. at the country club. Then we cut to, like, the golf course, and he's setting up this blanket on the 18th green or something, or one of the holes. Next to the lake. Next to the lake. And he opens some champagne. And it gets on his pants. He's like, oh, that's going to be a stain. And he walks over to the water, the water trap, and he dabs a handkerchief and starts cleaning off his pants. The woman starts yelling his name. She's like, I'm, he's like, I'm over here. And while all this is happening, the sea turtle or whatever, uh, the mutated turtle has gotten into the water and attacks him and pulls him into the, pulls him into the water. And she screams. We see a water explosion. Yeah, and she screams, and she runs back, and she's like, "Something's eaten, whatever his name is." And, and everybody gasps, except, except for Sean for... William Scott, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm sorry, that's terrible, jackass." <laughs> um, and then so after that, uh, after the the death of that guy, um, the doctor and uh, the CDC lady. Uh, David Duchovny and, I'm sorry, Juliana is her name. They have a heart-to-heart yes. at the table. And they're like, what? You could have been so much. You could have been bigger. You could have been better. Like, what would you do? Why'd you do this? And they, you know, they kind of sit down and they actually have a moment to bond. 
Right. But I don't think it was very deep. No, it wasn't very deep. And I guess it's just something to to get all of us on the page that we want to see these two characters get together. Yeah, very contrived. Uh, then we go back to the next day. David and Orlando, they pull up at the college where they work. And we see Sean's car there. He had, uh, uh, Sean William Scott has, they had chased the creature out of the water into the sand trap and it died. So Sean. And this was just told to us. It wasn't shown. It wasn't shown because that would have been exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, that was sort of a cheap, a cheap shot. We, we, we get some exciting shots later. He throws the body and the, he, he had access to the body. He just, there's a murder on the green and one guy, yeah, somebody died. And so he just gets to, I guess he, you know, and they, he said, did he chase it or did he's, people he's chase it? People chased it. So what normally would have happened is they would, have, somebody would have called animal control and they would have come yeah. and taken the body of the, whatever it was. And also called an ambulance or whatever for the guy. I don't know. I mean, they don't say if they found him, if the thing ate him completely. You just never know. It's, and I know it's like, we don't want to get caught up too much in the minutia, but there is really no yeah. reason for this civilian to have this body of this creature to bring but, to the college. Yeah. Anyway, so he brings it and throws it on the table and the group is reunited. Um because, uh, yeah, and then I guess he, um, they kind of study it a little bit. But then we cut to a random house. I don't know who the, I mean, they, they, these people, this is the first time. It's just there, a random house. Yes. It's these four ladies. And they're having together, you know, they're drinking wine or having tea or something. A book club or tea, you know, and they're drinking, like you said, and they're drinking wine. And one's like, you've got a. It's infestation. Yes. And they go to the closet. And they open the closet, the, and it's it's an a frog al- it's thing. an alien with a sad face, and the woman the big I don't eyes. know if you recognize the woman who actually starts wants to go to pet it. That uh, that's the woman who plays um, Randy Quaid's wife in the Vacation movies, in Christmas Vacation oh. and the original Vacation. Okay, I did not know that. And so it's this creature with a big sad face. You know, they think, oh, it, 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 it's a possum or it's something. It's having trouble breathing. Yes, it's having trouble breathing. Yeah. They think that, that, oh, it's, that dog doesn't look good. It's is, like, oh, that's not line. a dog. That's, they think it's some kind of reptile, you know. And she's like, oh, it's scared. And I'm like, okay, so the sweet looking animal, she's going to go pet it. And the exact, you know, and then its mouth opens up a la Alien, and it has a mouth inside its mouth, and it bites her. I'm like, well, wow, nobody saw that coming. Um, <laughs> one of the women go to get a gun, and she pulls it, but it slumps over and dies. And at this point, the, the, the worms are mutating at a giant rate. However, they have not adapted to the Earth's atmosphere yet. They can't. They can't. Bre- getting longer and longer. Yes, they're, they're they're beginning to live longer and longer. But eventually, they they have all started dying. But as you said, they are living longer and longer. And David Duchovny realizes that, and he's going to try to convince everybody later. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, 
So the yeah, the we cut out after the lady gets bit and then the frog rhino keels over from suffocation. Uh, we cut back to the hotel of the CDC lady. Right. And she's still clumsy and kind of like she gets stuck in the door. She's getting dropped off. And the David Duchovny's character followed her to her hotel. No, to, like, he knew he was there. So he knew. Oh, that's right. He was. was waiting for her. And this is where he's he's like, yeah, look, these you got to take me seriously. We got to kill him now while we can. And they have this back and forth. It's like, okay, I'll talk to the general. I'll see what I can do. She gets into the elevator, and he says, just one more question. It's like, do you ever, do you think you could ever like me? Or something like that. And Something very forced. Very forced. <laughs> something you would never say Something that to a human being would never say to another. An adult, an eight-year-old would say that to another eight-year-old. Do you like me? But not, and, and it wasn't, and maybe if it was done in a flirty way, you know, like, do you think you could ever like a guy? You know, it's like, but it was just done yeah. matter-of-factly. And like you said, it was very, very forced. And As the, the elevator's closing. And he goes, and she oh, smiles. yeah, she's mine. Or something like that. It's like, okay. Yeah. So so he tried to convince her. And then we cut to uh, dinner. Oh, yeah, they're in the diner. And everybody's kind of sitting together. They're in the diner. And this is where the other line. And even though he's joking, so... She, and here's something I've just, I, I see this in movies all the time. And it happens here in a couple of uh, scenes where these grown men are around a woman and she takes off her shirt and these grown men, like, oh, so it's going to happen here in a second. Sean William Scott goes to Orlando Jones. He's like, oh, so, and this is, and this is 2001. When this happens. So this is not like... Sometimes you can blame a movie line. Like, okay, it was the 70s or the 80s. This is 2001. When he says, do you ever change with the female team? He's saying this to Orlando Jones. And Orlando Jones, jokingly, but kind of creepily says, Oh, yeah, I change with them. Sometimes I even shower with them. And this, like I said, even though this is over 20 years ago, this is still the 2000s. It's like, you can't be saying that. Um, and you got teacher-student relations. Right. They are at a college, because so adults these are adult, okay. but it's still predator behavior. Still pre- okay. Uh, okay, if it's even it, 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 it's a totally 100% wrong if these are all adult women. But not only are these not adult women, these are, quote, these are still children. Yeah. And he is a, an authority figure to these children. It's just... Yep. So they're all sitting there eating, and then all of a sudden, we get introduced to Sarah Silverman. She's in this movie for two minutes. And she has history with, because the doctor has sat down. Yes, David Duchovny has sat down, and we find out that it's Sarah Silverman is his ex-girlfriend, but she is now dating the tall cop. It's something about stealing shirts. It's like when she left, she stole his shirt. This scene is... The only reason this scene is in here is because on the radio, the cop gets a call for an animal, animal control. It, it, one, now now yeah. the animal control stuff comes into play. I don't know why it didn't come into play earlier. but <laughs> So he gets a call and they follow the cop to where it goes. But we have this drawn out scene where apparently Sarah Silverman left him and took his shirts and she's wearing one of his shirts. 
So she's like, you want your shirt back? I'll give you your shirt back. And she starts to take off for, off his shirt. And like Orlando Jones and Sean William Scott are just like, what? Blah, blah. And, <laughs> and it's like in movies, all these adult men go crazy when they see a woman's... It's like, once again, if you're a teenager or... It, and, and you see boobs, it's a big deal. You're grown yeah. men. You've seen boobs. You've seen <laughs> boobs are easy to see. It's like, uh, well, isn't isn't comedy to like the, one of the tropes of comedy is is uh, men acting adolescently or like you know it is you know the, yeah, the, the I mean, trope of that's like the, the truth that but, all men all men want is sex. So whenever they see a pair of boobs, they're like, "Wow!" <laughs> but it, like it works. But it you're... works better. You know, that's like the teenage sex comedies where they're just coming yes. in their sexuality. They don't have a lot of experience around Man. women, so they are going to freak out when they see a pair of boobs. It's just like you. But according to the story so far, Orlando Jones showers with his yeah. team, or at least yeah. So he's he should be very. You know, you well, anyway, the scene goes nowhere. The cop gets a call. He has to. Oh, the cop jumps up, stops Sarah Silverman, and said, We can, you know, he steps up and has competence in the scene. He's like, She can borrow it for another day. And they kind of like agree and they go off. And that's when the radio chimes in. So then we cut to after the announcement of it's a 1092. And Sean Will Scott knows what a 1092 is. He's like, Oh, that's an animal attack. So, you know, his, his intelligence, you know, went up a point. And then we cut to the house that the um, frog rhino died at. They talk about what happens, and Sean William Scott has gone outside. You guys, you guys want to see this? And we go out back, and there is, and there is like a dinosaur graveyard of all these flying amphibians, and they're all dead. Yeah. Orlando Jones has put it together. There's just a, a system of caves where the meteor hit. It's right in the middle. So these things are crawling out through all these caves, and that's how they're getting to where they're getting. While this happens, one of the dinosaurs sort of springs back to life, barfs out another dinosaur, and then dies. And then this uh, flying dinosaur comes out of its sack, and it is able to breathe air. And it flies away. David Duchovny knows this immediately. He goes, it's able to breathe air. So he knows it immediately. And I don't know how he would know that. I guess when it flew away, he would know that. But he yeah. knew that beforehand. And it flies away. It goes into a mall, which is, wow, you don't see that very often. It starts wreaking havoc. And the three of them follow it to the mall. Very quickly. Very quickly. And then we see a scene where they go into a sporting goods store they break the glass and they all take rifles and they all start, they load the rifles and they're going to go, they're going to hunt this thing down. Mall full of people. They're the only three that have this idea. Yeah. That no, no other authority, no other figures authority are there, figure. Nobody, nobody, not even, I mean, this was a packed mall and nobody else thought. Now I will say that most of the people in the mall evacuated, which I give the movie points for that. That is Smart something move. that they would have done. But while this is happening, there's a little, uh, there's a, a a woman, a little woman, in a dressing room, 
and she's, she's stealing yeah. clothes. So she's putting on like eight layers of clothes. She keeps hearing this. Something gently knocks on the door. Says, I'm in here. Not knocks, but it like rattles. I'm in here. And then she finally swings it open. And of course, it's the dinosaur. And it picks her up and kind of like flies her around the mall a little bit. And um, she's, she, yeah, she's screaming. And I guess the guys are running around uh, with the loaded shotguns trying to chase down the beast. And um, it drops her off uh, somewhere. And the joke was, you know, uh, you know, this was some kind of severe security measure. And she's like, I'll never steal again. Yeah, she thought this was mall security. So it's a really weird se- They They start chasing the thing through the mall. And then they lose it. And then Orlando Jones is like, well, you want to give up and go home? What the fuck? (laughs) It's in a mall. Unless it has crashed out of the mall, which you would have heard, it's still in the mall. And even though malls are a big place, you can find that thing if it's still in the mall. Um, Comedy. (laughs) But then... But... They, I think Sean Will Scott gets bored and he finds a microphone. There was a little bit of a setup before that, like when he's running around, he tries to call out to it. Um, but this, he gets a microphone and he's like, I'm going to try my idea again. So he, he starts making like bird noises and animal noises and that doesn't work. And they're looking at him like, you're an idiot. And then he starts singing. Um, and Is it, I so think he starts singing. singing you and, are so beautiful. Yeah, that's right. And then he certain notes that he's hitting actually causes the beast while it's flying around the mall to turn around and go, oh, I need to go investigate. So the he finishes the song and the beast comes back uh, and kind of flies around and they uh, it flies up to where David Duchovny is and he unloads the shotgun and blasts it in the back and it just crashes and uh, they successfully almost successfully killed the beast. And then I think they walk up to it and they're like, victory boys. And they, you know, it starts to turn a little bit and they blast it again. And they're like, now it's dead. Yes. White meat or dark meat? Yeah, white meat. And then we get this extended scene of them driving. Celebrating. Celebrating to play that funky music, white boy. And I swear, okay, it was like it was a close up on them. And I'm like, if we pull back. And the dinosaur is tied to the roof of the car like a deer. That, yeah. I'm going to scream. And they didn't do that. So oh. Thank God they didn't do that. <laughs> I thought that would have been awesome. That, that's a. <laughs> that would have been fun if they're bringing it to the military or something. I mean, it wouldn't make sense because they don't want to help the military. Well, but that's where they're, they're going because jobs, the next scene. A minute, I mean, an hour, seven minutes into the movie, Dan Aykroyd arrives! Yay! And he plays the governor. <laughs> and it has no, he nothing did really like well. the governor from the Ghostbusters who wants to, you know, he he's afraid. Nothing. Totally different character. Nothing like the governor from Ghostbusters. Totally different. He, he has sort of these southern affectations. In his speech, he does, he's not playing it with a southern drawl, but he has a lot of southern sayings. I, I like the way he played the governor. He because they start exp- mm-hmm. they try to explain it to him in scientific terms, and he's like, "No, I I don't get it in scientific terms. Explain Break it, it to me as, as you would a normal person." And they do. What I really want to know is how bad this thing is. It's bad, governor. Now, according to the new ground sensors and the satellite thermal scans, 
They indicate a potential problem. I don't know how to read all this. What kind of a problem? Now, somebody, please, take this ugly bag of snakes and lay them out straight for me. Uh, please, allow me, Governor. And you are? Dr. Allison Reed. Indeed. How do you do? Carla, would you mind? Okay, the red uh, markings in these projections indicate the growth of the alien ecosystem. Unless we do something immediately, we will lose Glen Canyon in three days. Great merciful Christ. In a week, the rest of Arizona, then the entire Southwest. In two months, the United States officially belongs to them, and we are extinct. You've you got to be shitting me. Come on, admit it. You're glad to see us. Huh? I, for one, am glad to see you. Call the MPs, have these men arrested. Hey, we just blew a giant alien bird out of a department store. We're covering up your mess. Governor? Dr. Ira Kane, I'm the chairman of the science department at the Glen Canyon Community College, and this is my associate. Harry Phineas Block, adjunct professor of geology. Voted for you. Wayne Gray, took some uh, chemistry in high school. Now, you two gentlemen are the original discoverers of the phenomena, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, they are, and they're also responsible for the mess we're in right now. Ooh, here we what? go. They broke into the contained area a few days ago and breached our safety procedures. Unwittingly causing the dissemination of alien organisms outside the secured liar, area. Liar, liar, pass no, up, liar! Criminal no, charges are in order here. This, this is time. bullshit! It's all right, bullshit. shut up, all of you. Listen, my state out there is being overrun by vicious aliens. Now, you're all supposed to be the experts. I want to know right now, and I want to know it quick. How the hell are you supposed to deal with this? And he seems genuinely concerned with the Arizona and with the people in his state. He's not a phony politician in this. He play, He actually cares. He actually cares. I think he plays the character uh, very, very well. So the general's there, and Julian Moore is there, and Dan Aykroyd is there, the governor, and then, of course, the three show up for some reason. And... I in the middle of the the transition from the governor um, getting there and then them getting there, they had news reporters. And I think they had like three or four news reporters starting to spread the news that, hey, look out, some strange stuff is happening. So now the community is getting to know, oh, there's aliens. Not aliens, but like weird creatures and weird situations going on. But they're, they're in the war room, so to speak. We cut back to the war room at the site. And... Um, they're showing how the evolution has expanded, and then they project the uh, continued expansion. And so, I think, what did they say? Three days, and it will be the whole United States? Three days, it'll be all of Arizona. In like two weeks, it would be all the United States. There you go, yep. Now, so we raise the stakes. Yes. And while this is happening, they call the general out of the room, and they look down in the... Uh, biodome or whatever it is and now they have and poly shores in the background yes well speaking yeah speaking of poly shore they have mutated or evolved in the primates oh yeah yeah so now there's a couple of like a la 2001 a space odyssey uh, gorilla men down there they deactivate the cameras they know what cameras are i don't know how but they know what the cameras are they knock out the cameras and they get into the war room from the biodome, or whatever they're calling it. and Super jump. And they start attacking everybody. And once again, it's like, 
this could have been, you know, you, you could have had a little tension here. I like I said, I know it's a comedy, but you could have built a, built a little tension with this, with what's going to happen. But you know, David tries to punt. Ow! Ow! Yeah, and, super strong. Yeah, and uh, Sean William Scott ends up getting a gun and shoots one of them. And I thought there was going to be a, like a moment where he kills it, and it's. It wasn't an ape, or was it a man? It was in the process of evolution. You know, maybe a scene where he thinks to himself, "Did I just kill a man?" But it's just totally glossed yeah. over. It's just like yeah, he just hands just the gun, hands back the gun. To the other guy, and then and then we and then Dan Aykroyd goes, "Whatever you got to do, do it." And the general's idea is, we are gonna napalm the fuck out of him. We're gonna evacuate the city, and. We're going to napalm right where the meteor hit. Because they, they're they going to scorched earth. They're going to just take it out. Yep. Um, oh, one. this was one uh, during that, the Creozoids. I think Dan Aykroyd had one moment of like his, you know, he's speaking in a higher, uh, like, I guess, diction. And he, he has a moment where he talks to the general. He's like, I don't want these Creozoids taking over the thing. And that just reminded me of how you enjoy... Um, when he has like, you know, he, he does his technical speak. Yeah. He didn't go off too much, but, um, you know, he threw in a couple of words there. And then, so, so the, I guess the CDC lady, she got fired. No, no, she quit. She didn't want to be there. Okay. So the CDC lady, Julian Moore, she's with our three heroes now, and they drive back to the community college. And now the news is out that the world is ending, so everybody is partying. And I don't know. Well, also, I, to me, that's that just strange, not how people would react. The the thing that was strange is at the end of the scene where she got fired and she joins the group, like she the the military just let her walk off with like alien samples. Yeah, she's like, I she got stole it or something. Samples. It's just like, it's, like I said, the security in this is brutal. <laughs> but they. But then, yeah, you're right. They get back to the. Oh, go ahead community college and they have the original specimen and once again this is this is they 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 couldn't have found a better way to do this so orlando jones he starts smoking and david it's like why are you smoking it's like world's ending "Um, you know no point you know world's ending no point and he flicks the match into the petri dish and then the creature just expands yeah and so they're like oh fire makes it expand they're going to napalm oh, it. No. So if they napalm this creature, they are just going to make things so much worse. And this is, and I'll admit, I'm not smart enough to have followed the next part. Julian Moore is wearing a t-shirt that has a, a periodic table on it. And God, oh yeah, yeah. David Duchovny is looking at it and he's like, well, okay, so we're made of this. And this is like an arsenic is our, that'll kill us poison if that's our poison it's the pattern. if the aliens are made of this and it was what did they say it was it was selenium, selenium. based life form so they go selenium well okay oh, so here's a part it's They're like nitrogen based yeah and selenium kills selenium them. kills them and david and this is when the the two the two fat dumb guys come into the room with them and it's like we you know and then they brought beer and i'm like okay because everybody's partying right. and, and i thought the world party. is the beer gonna kill him i thought that okay that might be clever <laughs> they spilled the beer and that kills him but it doesn't julian moore is wearing the periodic cable t-shirt and, he, and uh 
he's like, take off your T-shirt. And the two, okay, the two dumb kids, like, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see them wanting to see boobies because they're young and they're, they're dumb. They're college kids. They're dumb. Yes. They're, yeah. Anyway, they figure out that selenium might kill them. They don't know for sure. And then they, and then the two dumb guys go, well, that's the main ingredient in head and shoulders. And they go, how do you know? It's like, can't you see our hair is flake-free? Selenium. That could be the answer. I'm looking at the periodic table on your T-shirt here, and I'm seeing this pattern emerge. Take off your shirt. I'll show you. Yes. No, I don't think so. All right, look. We are a carbon-based life form. You pull a Dr. K. We moved down here, and you found our poison, arsenic. Mm -hmm. The aliens are nitrogen-based, right? You make the same move. Down and over, and where do you find yourself? Selenium. Selenium. It could be as lethal to them as arsenic is to us. And with their metabolic rates, it'll kill them fast. Okay. Selenium. How much do we need? 500 gallons could do it, should do it. 500 gallons? Yeah. Um... I hate to be a buzzkill, but uh, where are we going to get that at 2 in the morning? No problem. Yeah, we can get that. Head and shoulders. The dandruff shampoo? Yeah, that's the stuff. The active ingredient is selenium sulfide. Oh. How do you know that? You don't know anything. Haven't you noticed how shiny and flake-free our hair is? Best commercial ever. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to that, too. Yeah. And then and sh and then uh, Sean William Scott goes, I have the perfect vehicle for it. So what happens is they go and they buy all the head and shoulders on the shelves. And somehow, William, how, somehow Sean William Scott is able to get a fire truck. I don't know how. He failed it. He, he's, yeah, he's not even on the force. He's not even on the force. <laughs> And what happens is they fill the fire truck up with the shampoo. And they go, okay, so the next morning they're going to napalm that thing at noon. How they know it's at noon, I don't know. But it's like they're going to napalm it at noon. If we get there beforehand, we can kill it before they napalm it. And But we find out that everything is ahead of schedule, so the general is going to napalm it early and at that point, right before they napalm it, uh, Dan shows up again as the governor, and he wants to see it. And oh, so this is the really the only line in the movie that got a chuckle out of me. He sits oh, down yeah. in a chair and he goes, "I'll have a I'll have a pair of spy glasses and a cocoa." Okay, and that got, that got a <laughs> chuckle out of me. So. <laughs> I also like he he pulled a power move and he was very in character. He was like, "You keeping that seat warm for me?" Right right before that line, so it, it was a fun like. Just he was in his element. Yeah. It, it, Dan Aykroyd did really good in this. Yeah, movie. he did. I thought he, but yeah, and that, you know, that and line him got and Ivan are friends. Like, I'm sure he did that as a favor to him because his, but the hot chocolate because line his name is nowhere near the credits, so you would not know that he's yeah. in this movie. You know, just from the advertising. Yeah, he wasn't billed. No, not as, no a main main draw not even as a not even in the credits at all i don't think he's in the credits on the posters uh but anyway they get the fire truck in there they're about to spray the environment with head and shoulders but then the napalm goes off they they're started early 
as expected, the napalm, first of all, it looks good. The, you know, the general and the general's assistant and the governor, they see these big explosions. It's like, okay, everything's gone off without a we hitch. We got it. Barbecue complete. Barbecue complete. But then, as we see in the atmosphere, it's mutating. It's mutating the creatures all into one giant creature. So what's happening is the napalm is killing the higher life forms. However, the lower life form is the one that's growing. So it just becomes Mm -hmm. one anthropomorphic, just giant, one-cell creature that's just huge. It's a giant, giant, one-cell creature. They realize, once again, it's going to start splitting. So we're just going to be overrun with these giant one-cell creatures. And then our gang is just like, well, we're still going to try the shampoo. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to, no you know what? They're going to, it's like, it's, we're going to come full circle. They're going to put it in his butt. And that's exactly what they do. Oh, yeah. They drive around <laughs> under the creature until they find the anus. They do a fart joke. The thing farts on them. They stick the fire hose up the creature's butt, turns it on, pumps all the shampoo into the creature. And while all this is happening, they're getting, I mean, they're getting covered in, I, what, what I'm guessing is yeah. a combination of shampoo and alien feces. Well, and probably like melting cells. Yes. Is, but it, it's gross. But at one point, Orlando Jones gets sucked up into the anus. And David Duchovny is like, you know, stop fighting it. Stop kicking. And he pulls him out. And it's just, so, so here, and it's like, okay, you're, you, <laughs> you're just, you're trying to destroy this giant creature. And it's like, don't ever tell anybody you got stuck in its butt. It's like, that's Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, you what you say that afterwards, after everything has calmed down, that's when that line would be funny. Yeah. It's like everything's calmed down. You're being congratulated. The governor is shaking your hand. Yada yada yada. And then you're like, don't ever, don't ever tell anybody I was in its butt. They drive out. They all get into the fire to, uh, fire engine and they drive out, and it explodes, and slime rains down on top of them. Not like the ending of Ghostbusters, where where a marshmallow gets. <laughs> Comes down on all the city and all of me. It's to- totally not like that. Totally different. Completely different. Totally different. Not <laughs> like the end of Ghost. This this ending of get them all our main characters being covered in slime. To- to- totally not like Ghostbusters. <laughs> totally different. And then the scene where our main character is covered in goop and the lady kisses him. Uh, totally not like Ghostbusters. Totally yeah. not like Ghostbusters. After she wipes the slime off of him. Yeah, who know? And this is alien life, like residual. So who who knows what you're getting into your orifices, uh, and how that would affect, you know, if you're making out with all that like alien slime, you're gonna get some cross contamination. Going back right before they went to go do the critical thing, the the only re- reason I bring this up is it like solidified the relationship. The CDC lady and David Duchovny are having one last heart to heart before they go kill the creature. And she's like, I would have rocked your world, you know? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you said I was an ice queen, but I would have done right by you. And though it was a sweet line. She said, I would have rocked your world. And he was like, hey, you already have. Like, 
I appreciate you and stuff. Um, but that was like one more bonding moment before all the action stuff happened. And then we cut back to, um, the, the, they kiss their, um, the creature destroyed. destroyed. And then do they go right? The general he's covered in goo. And then, uh, Dan Aykroyd is presenting each one. And Julian Moore's like, this is your big moment. You don't want to miss. They basically, while Dan Aykroyd is bringing everybody up, they basically run off the fuck in a fire heart, in a fire truck. And again, with alien slime on yeah. there. And they didn't shower. They didn't. I mean, they looked pretty clean, but you know that you don't want things getting in anywhere. Uh, but but Dan Aykroyd brings up uh, Sean William Scott, and he, he's like, "I talked to the head of the fire department. You're in the fire department now." He brings up Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones makes a Newt Rockney speech. We just tackle them one alien at a time. Then he's going to bring up David Duchovny and Julian Moore. And, you know, Orlando's like, they're basically boning. And it's like, oh. Oh. And and then you think that's the end of the movie. But you see this creature flying. And then the, the movie ends with the yeah. three of them doing a head and shoulders. So you know head and shoulders had I, I don't know if they donated money or whatever, Tons of money. <laughs> but they do it. The, the oh, yeah, movie ends with them doing a head and shoulders commercial. If that's not product placement, I don't know what is. And that was it. The whole I don't movie know. was. I didn't watch the entire credits. I don't know if there was an after credits I, no. thing with. Uh, I didn't. I didn't look. So if you're watching this, if you've seen, if you're listening to this, and you've seen Evolution, uh, let us know if there's an after credit scene where they they bait a sequel. There, there was no sequel to this. You thought it was a good movie. I thought, and myself, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was boring. I didn't. I, I probably would not watch this movie again. I love Dan Aykroyd's performance. I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shot well. There's a lot of great shots in the movie. Just the way the characters I, act in this movie, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So it, I, I just. I can I ask? Is it just based on your anger that it was very much like? It was essentially a, a knockoff of Ghostbusters. No, because it's not like these beats are just. And I actually really didn't put it together until the end. I'm like, oh, when they were covered with oh. crap, I'm like, holy, <laughs> this is Ghostbusters. It's just like Ghostbusters. Wait a minute, uh, all of it's all like of it's like. And then I went back, and I because at the end I'm like, oh, the ending is like Ghostbusters, but I'm like, wait a minute, that's like Ghostbusters, and that's like Ghostbusters, you- and that's like Ghostbusters. <laughs> so. So the there's a book I read called Save the Cat, and essentially what it is is like there's a like a beat sheet that you go down, and m- a lot of movies uh, mirror each other or have a lot of similarities and very similar beats because it's it's like a formula that they use. For example, like planes, trains, automobiles, and um, oh, what is it? Due date are very very similar. They're not the same movie, but they share a lot of common ground. So maybe it's one of those situations like somebody was with Ghostbusters and they were like, hey, we could just do the same well, thing. Well, Ivan Reitman but with directed aliens. Ghostbusters and this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> so. But so that's why it's so, if it was somebody else, I could understand. But you're basically remaking your own movie. That's what, that's hey. what's strange to me. I understand ripoffs and I understand beats and mm-hmm. I understand there's already, there's only so many plots you can do. But this you are basically reshooting your own movie with just <laughs> slight tweaks in it. How could that be creatively fulfilling for you? Stimulating yeah. or, well, I mean, 
couple million dollars or however much he got paid was, you know, pretty, pretty good incentive. I, I don't think he got paid that much, but you I'm know, sure hey, you want to just do the same thing the you did before. And it's like, and this was a David Duchovny was a TV star and Orlando Jones was a T. I think this was try. They were trying to launch these guys movie career, which Into didn't happen. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's, well, I thought, it's I mean, not my type of movie. To I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I thought it was boring. I, th- I think maybe it's like a little bit more of a popcorn flick, like Cocaine Bear or Snakes on a Plane. It's one of those movies where, no, nah, it's not the best movie, but you get the you you get the concept and they play with the concept. I think if David um, I, there were a few things a wrong with wackier, it. I mean, I know we get we get Orlando Jones being wacky, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll just, uh, it, uh, I, I think it's maybe if it's on, if it's one of those things where it's like on TV or you're, you're just, you know, it's playing in the background, I wouldn't turn it off. And when, when we said we would do this, I got a little excited. So I, I appreciate it to, for some of its points. All right. Uh, Will, where can we find you? Uh, on Instagram, uh, gnome on the go with periods in between each word. Uh, that's a good, uh, hub to find me. All right, uh, so I've got something very, very painful planned for Will next time, so he is going to regret oh. uh, making me watch this movie. Wait, what? Yeah, you heard me. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> well, I can't wait to find All out. All right. Uh, once again, Will, thank you for doing this, and we'll see everybody here next time thank on you. the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. The Dan Aykroyd Podcast. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. General, you have my full support to do whatever you need to do. However much firepower it takes. can melt the whole place down to beaded glass if that's what it takes. Just get these hell-blown creosoids out of my state. Thank you, Governor. I'll be ready to go by noon tomorrow. Good, sir. Where have you two been? I'm just getting out of the way. Get up. Get me out of here. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. Fighting the alien menace can be tough work. And so is keeping your hair clean, shiny, and dandruff-free. So it's a good thing that we always keep a healthy supply of... Head and shoulders around the house.